Monthly, presented by the Private Bank, the official bank of your Chicago Fire. We are live here at the Heineken Pub 97 at the Private Bank Fire Pitches. We are each and every week. Fred Hubner, along with Paul Tenorio, Frank Klopas, will be joined by Arturo Alvarez a little bit later on in the show. Guys, uh, unfortunately, the losing continues. A fourth straight loss. They've dropped six out of seven in a game that you really wanted to get against the team that had struggled on the road, Minnesota, getting their first road victory, Frank. Yeah, a tough one, a really tough one because, you know, I mean, I think going into that game, we talked about it. I mean, it's set up in a perfect scenario. I think it was a, the right time to come in, you know, and I think to just to kind of get back on track. This is a team that, you know, didn't win on the road. I mean, a team that has given up a lot of goals. We saw a week before that uh, in Seattle, how close they came. And again, I think their moments in the game, I think Paul talked about it, is that they tune off in certain moments in games, you know? But, you know, the question for me before the match, and we, we talked about it, was is how is the fire gonna deal with a team that's gonna sit very deep, concede possession, make it very difficult, stay compact, and then try to use their pace in transition, you know, to hurt them. And, uh, uh, and games like that, Paul, it's all about scoring maybe the first goal. I think they started out with good energy. They just couldn't get the first goal where they can open them a little bit more. And then you saw the, the end result. They gave up two goals right the, uh, at, at the first half. Well, that's been, I think, the biggest problem with this fire team. I think there have been two main issues. Obviously, defensively, you lose three starters. That's difficult for any MLS team to overcome. But the goals have, have dried up a bit. And um they lack the ideas to break teams down when teams are sitting deeper on them and i think we've seen that uh in columbus and certainly we saw that when minnesota was in town and you know we talked about this before the game and i said to anyone who would listen um before the game minnesota's a team that is getting better and i think that adrian heath is a coach who is able to when he starts to get the guys to believe in his system and believe what he's telling them to to coax a really good performance out of them and I think the, the result in Seattle, the way that they played and the fact that they took it to the 93rd minute created a belief within that team that this can work and we can get results if we play this way and we stay organized. And you saw buy-in on guys who maybe didn't buy in in Seattle. Calvo had a much better game. Ethan Finley, again, I think is rubbing off on these guys. I thought Nicholson, he's not a game-breaker, but he's going to put in the work for you. Dunlady, much better, finishes his two chances where he missed him in Seattle. It was the recipe for a typical smash and grab. And you're right, Frank, if you're the fire, you needed that goal early on to force Minnesota to come out and play because you're a better team. But until this fire team starts to figure out how to break down those, those low blocks, it's going to be trouble. And, and that was the key, Fred, because I think the, the Lottie situation, and you saw the game in Seattle where, you know, at 1-0, at, at the opportunity was there, you know, where the balls played uh, behind the back line. And I think the... the the defender slips and he, he's going in on goal. He gets a good first touch and then he misses. And those are those little things that can turn games. And then obviously, you know, they give up a set piece goal where, you know, Boxel slips and, and Marshall goes in free. And then they make that change similar to this one, I think a little bit early in that Seattle game. And then you're right. I think maybe a lot, you know, I think that uh, uh, some injuries play a part into that where you bring in Taylor and you're saying, okay, I'm going to sit deep. I'm going to absorb pressure. Maybe they're pushing, you know, uh, Marshall and bigger guys in. They did the same in Chicago, but not as early. And I felt okay. You know, I mean, you got 10 minutes to hold off. They did a good job. And I was kind of arguing. I said, you know, at times, you know, if you do it too early, you know, you're going to sit very back and now you're absorbing a lot of pressure. And sometimes, you know, you, you, the, the wall's going to break, you know, and if you give up that goal, do you have the, the players to get it back? But it worked out for him. But the key was that the, lot of the opportunities he got, 
paid off. I think they really didn't make it difficult for me for both center backs because they sat very deep. They dealt with crosses and they have, you know, they're two big guys. I think the opportunity and the goal with the calm, the minute they got that chance on, on the break, now where these guys, that they're, they're out of the central area and they got to chase guys and they got to defend or you got to chase a, a faster guy in 1v1 situations. They didn't deal with it well, but it was a, it was a difficult loss. And now you got to go on the road and, and try to find points. They're not, you know, you can't panic yet. You know, you're still in a good spot, but that was a tough loss. Let's take a quick look at some of the highlights from that contest. A lot of people showed up looking for the fire to bounce back after their first home loss the week before to TFC. And the fire had some chances in the first half. No, 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 they did. And this is for me a little bit where, you know, I think as a forward with, with Nikolic, is going in the situation right now is that, look, in this game, I think, Paul, he started off aggressive. They, they, they got in some good moments early on. But a moment like that, I think he's overthinking it a little bit. I think there's maybe a little bit loss of confidence because besides that one, okay, he takes the shot. He hesitates a little bit, but there were a couple other moments where he got in good spots and now inside the box is looking to, to cut balls off. He's not being as aggressive, and I think he's overthinking it a little too much. And we said Dunlady's second goal, and that one in the 45th minute, that's a real killer. Anytime you give up a goal right before the intermission, fire down 2 nothing as they go to the second half and they had more chances then well I think at this point you know you're just pushing forward and you can see how many defenders Minnesota has behind the ball and look they finally open up a little bit and it's a nice quick little ball from Schweinsteiger but this is a fantastic finish from David Akam at full speed tight angle he opens his hips up and finds the far post credit to David Akam on this finish but also you can see I think this is where the fire are at their best and this is where I'd like to see them start to play a little bit more often try to play quick in transition and get David to come out and running. And, and this would have just been a brilliant equalizer if Michael Delu puts that on frame. Yeah, that would have been, would have been very nice. The fire lose. David to come with his 14th goal of the season. He scored now in a couple of games in a row. Chicago Fire tried to get back in the winning track this weekend. They head back up to Montreal. We'll talk about that. We come back. Also, don't forget the fire returning home on uh, September 9th as they take on New York Red Bulls this weekend in Montreal, the pregame at 5.30 on CSN Plus with a six o'clock kick. Then they take on the Red Bulls coming up on Saturday, September 9th, Pediatric Cancer Awareness Day. Get your tickets, chicago-fire.com slash tickets. We'll talk more about what's going on with the Chicago Fire. We come back, you're watching Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank. One Chicago Fire player can make a difference but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The private bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The private bank, we solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank as we're talking about the 2-1 loss to Minnesota this past weekend out at Toyota Park. Another crowd of 18,000 plus. And uh, Paul, I wanted to ask you, um, we saw that assist from Schweinsteiger, a great ball and he leaves it for David to come. It seems like in the second half of games, we're seeing what we saw early from Schweinsteiger when he first came here. He'd been sitting back a lot in the middle when the, the team was winning. Uh, or you know, during that run, but now it seems like in the second half especially, he's been moving up more in the attack. Well, I think he's been frustrated. I think he's been frustrated with 
the, the lack of ideas going forward with losing. I would imagine this is probably the first time in his career that he's gone through a run of four straight losses, six losses and seven. I mean, this is a guy who played for Bayern Munich, which was the top dog in the Bundesliga, never had to worry really about losing multiple games in a row. German national team never really lost multiple mm -hmm. games in a row. So it's probably a new experience for him, and I think we're seeing some of that frustration. But Frank, you know, talking to people around the league, they really feel like this fire team was at its best when Schweinsteiger was playing a little bit higher, he was floating out to that left side in that channel that was inside of a comm and Brandon Vincent, and there was this little uh, combination play and pattern play that we were seeing there where Vincent would overlap and come inside of a comm, a comm stayed out wide, and, and Schweinsteiger would sit in that little channel, and you know we saw that on the goal from a comm with, with, with a comm overlapping and Schweinsteiger playing there, and I think the more we see that as this season carries on, I think that's when the fire are at their best. And, and, and Schweinsteiger has been dropping in between the center backs more and more often. And I get that he can dictate the tempo. But now that teams are sitting deep, it, you lose the effectiveness of his passing ability when he's just sitting deep and playing side to side. Yeah. And you know what? I think the first game that uh, I actually saw this uh, tactical formation where he dropped in between the center backs was early on into the season in the away match against New England where they got the result there. He dropped at times in between the center backs rod wide. And that kind of created all kind of different problems. I think New England really didn't know how to solve that. They kind of dictated the tempo. Uh, he could dictate the game from a deeper spot. And, you know, but I think Paul's right. I think that teams played a little bit higher. The fire had more, more possession of, uh, of the ball in areas of the field, but then still with the ability to attack when, when, when the space was there. But we saw the other day when he gets forward because he has, he has that, 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 that ability to see things quick you know, quicker than other players. And then with one pass, you know, he doesn't even need to take a, a second touch to play that, that, that pass forward that he did, he, he did earlier into mm -hmm. the season, you know, where a lot of the counterattacks or the breaks would start. You know, the minute you make a mistake or turnover, boom, he can hit you. You know, and then we saw a perfect uh, play of that uh, the other day. You the know, other when thing, he, when he was dropping back in the middle of the two center backs, that was also when both fullbacks were getting up. That's when Brandon Vincent was, was making big strides, and so was Matt Polster. They're not there right now, or they haven't been there. Yeah, and it's not just about where they are on the field. It's not just about getting forward as a fullback. It's getting forward and effectively creating opportunities. It's, it's being an outlet for the midfielders. It's providing quick passes inside to take advantage of the space when, when other defenders step to you. That opens up space for players on the inside. I think right now, what's frustrating me to watch is that there are times when the fullbacks are overlapping, and it, it feels like it's lacking real purpose um, in the sense of when they're on the ball, they don't have their heads up quick enough to, to look at those quicker combinations. And, and so the default idea starts to be get to the end line and try to cross it. And that's not what this fire team has ever been about. I mean, Nemanja Nikolic is not going to win that many headers over some bigger center backs. David Akam is going to win zero headers. Um, and I think that's where the frustration starts to, to go. And we've seen it sometimes in these games where Schweinsteiger's waving his arms in the midfield and the ball's on the outside and no one's looked, getting their head up and seeing him open. But I think earlier on we had, you know, I mean, I think in this game you can just see at least the, the, the effort of more hard runs, more mm -hmm. guys getting in the box. Because early on, I mean, if you have only Nikolic going in there with crosses, it's not going to work. But the one thing going to your, your point, Fred, you said the outside backs. I think both Duty and Connor, I think they do get forward. You know, they, they push forward. We saw the one game, Duty getting the assist. For me, it's that... The fire team now, they're dictating the tempo of the game. Teams are dropping off. You're playing. You're, you're taking a lot more risk. You're right open. But when you lose that ball defensively, 
you got to be able to defend in 1v1 situations. If you can't do that, if you can't stop the play right away, and then they turn on you and they break on you, and then that creates a lot of problems. And this is what we've seen. You got to be able to defend those wide areas well enough. You got to defend one on v1. You got to make some hard tackles because when you're open up and you lose the ball, you know, a lot of times you're playing one v1. And Frank, that comes down to recognition, right? Defensive recognition of transition moments, when to step, when to step forward, when to step tight to a guy uh, to prevent them from beating you with speed to take the angles instead of trying to run with the man. I mean, these are things that you learn over time, and I just think, um, you know, we haven't seen as much of that from the fullbacks and sometimes from the center backs as well where they take the wrong angle, and, and that creates these openings in this space for guys like Dunlady to make that run where they create the space. No one covers at that angle. Duty gets beat with a little bit of pace. It's a good ball in, but... For me, there are multiple breakdowns on that play where it's just a lack of recognition of those moments. Yeah, it also seemed, uh, the fire, it seemed like things worked out for them when they picked up Christian Dean, then they had an injury to Jao Myra. Now Dean is out, and Myra's still not ready to come back. But for me, I, I, you know, for me, that you have a guy also there, Jonathan Campbell, that mm -hmm. I think that the kid is a very good defender. He's a good man marker. He's good in the air. He's very tight. Maybe his ability with his, you know, with his feet is not you know, as good as Dean is, but I think defensively, to me, he's solid. And the experience and all the games he played last year, here's a guy that you can count on. Fire getting ready to take on Montreal this weekend. A 6 o'clock kick on Saturday. Catch it on CSN Plus at 5.30. And then don't forget, Fire return home. They're going to snap that two-game home losing streak as they take on the New York Red Bull Saturday, September 9th at 3 o'clock. Get your tickets, chicago-fire.com slash tickets. We come back. We'll talk with Chicago Fire midfielder Arturo Alvarez. Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank. You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, AdroCare Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdroCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdvoCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop and learn more today at AdvoCare.com. Welcome back in. Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank. Fred Hubner, Frank Clopas, Paul Tenorio, the guy in the middle. Arturo Alvarez, nice enough to join us. Arturo, you've been around the league for a long time. We had a lot of fun talking early in the season. Everything was working well. Six out of seven losses now, a four-game losing streak. How's the team handling all this? Uh, you know, it's been tough. Uh, you know, we, you know, I think I've been in, in MLS for a long time, and, and, you know, teams are going to go through, through situations like this, and this is the time where, where we see the kind of, uh, you know, character that we have, and we have to show that in the next game. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a, run of, a bad run of games, and... You know, unfortunately, we're, we're playing Montreal, a team that just recently beat us, uh, you know, 3-0. And I think the best way to, you know, to kind of get back onto better things is, is going back there and, and, and beating them. So I think we, we definitely have to have to take this game uh, seriously and, and we have to win. Is there, when you look back and when the team is looking at tape and, and the way these games have gone, is there something that you're looking at or a couple things that you say, okay, we need to clean this up and we need to clean that up to, to break out of this funk. Um, you know what? I think uh, at this moment, um, I think teams are maybe starting to realize the way we play and the way that we've been more uh, effective. Um, so I think for me, now we just have to make sure that we're, you know, we just have to be more clinical in front of goal. 
Um, I think teams are not going to give us as many chances as they, they did in the, in the past. And so we just we have to make sure that, you know, whenever we get an opportunity, we, we take advantage because, you know, it's something that's kind of been hurting us in the, in the last few games. And, and also teams have been able to kind of counter on us. And, you know, we've, we've kind of been playing, uh, you know, a lot of possession in, in, the, in, in, uh, in the rivals' defensive third. And, and somehow they managed to get out and, and, and score on us. So we got to make sure that we find that right balance. What's been the focus? I mean, Arturo, I mean, you have a lot of veteran leadership on this team, you know, and I think the leadership that you guys have, I think I'm sure at some point in everyone's career, you've had some kind of setbacks. What's the important thing for the leaders, you know, going into training every day? What's the thing that you guys need to focus on, you know, and, and control the things you can control? Yeah, I mean, you know what, I think I think for, for the leaders on the team, the, the veterans uh, per se, I think we just... I think everyone needs to just, uh, you know, focus on their game and, and kind of lead by example. I think we have to, you know, we have to make sure that, you know, our leaders are, are, are taking care of, you know, whatever we have to do to, to kind of have the others embrace us. You know, I think, you know, in training, we have to make sure that, you know, we're on top of our game. So, you know, a, 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 a first year player or a second year player sees that and, and kind of, you know, just goes through that same mentality. I mean, I think we have to do that uh, in games and, and, and I think that's the way to, to hopefully get out of this, uh, this slump. Is there a benefit at all? You had mentioned how you were guys were just recently in Montreal and lost to them 3 nothing. Is there a benefit playing them so quickly again after that game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, for me personally, I, there's no better way to, to go back to somewhere that, you know, recently they've beaten you and, and beat them at home, you know. And uh, one game that comes to mind was last year, uh, you know, when every, you know, no one thought that we could go to Montreal and win. And, and we leave, you know, we leave the, the stadium with, you know, a 3-0 victory. So I don't see why now we couldn't repeat that. You know, I, I guess when, this, when you're going through a losing streak like this, there, there's a sense of wanting to lift yourselves out of it a little bit with mentality too. Is it difficult to stay positive? Do you try to not put a positive spin on the results, but try to stay positive within training looking forward? Or do you have to focus on some of the negatives in order to emphasize how important these upcoming games are? You de I mean, for, for me, I think you definitely have to focus on, on some of the negatives, you know, so they don't continue to happen. Uh, I think that's a, a, that's a big thing. We have to learn from our mistakes. Uh, listen, this is professional soccer, and, and if you make a mistake, you're, you're going to get called up for it, and, and you just got to learn from it, you know? You got you to gotta take it like a man, and, and we just we got to get better. And then at the same time, uh, we can't lose that, you know, that, that, hap you know, that happiness, and, and, you know, we can't forget about, you know, how well the team has done, you know, through now. And we just got to make sure we stick together, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, this Saturday we can turn things back around. You were by no means an old guy. <laughs> but you're a veteran of the, on this team. What, and I know we've talked about this quite often doing this show, not only this year, but like, what is it with road games? Why is it so difficult winning on the road in this league? Um, you know, I, I wish I, I, I've, I've had an answer for you. You know what? I've been in part of teams that we've won a lot of road games before, and I've been, you know, part of teams that, that we just can't, you know, buy a win. So, um, you know, I think it's maybe a mentality thing, but... At the end of the day, I think that's just an excuse, you know. I think we, 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 we have to be able to put, you know, a, a good game on the road, make sure that we have a good plan in hand to, and execute, and, 
And if we do that, I think, I think we would definitely win games on the road. Is it discussed, I mean, I look at these next two games as being just massive because you look at where Montreal is, you look at where New York Red Bulls are in the standings and where you guys are. This could change the narrative around the team and the narrative around the East. Is that talked about at all, these next two games and what that can mean? Um, at this moment, uh, to be honest, I think we're just focusing on the next game. Uh, I think we all know it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's almost a, a must win because, you know, uh, because of the situation we're in now and, you know, the point situation and whatnot. But at the same time, we just have to, you know, if we, if we focus on that, then we're not focusing on the game. And that's the important thing right now. We have to make sure that, that, that we go and play well and, and execute our plan and, and, uh, and come back uh, to Chicago from Montreal with, with three points. Chicago Fire midfielder Arturo Alvarez joining us. He'll stay with us for one more segment when we come back at Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank. One Chicago Fire player can make a difference, but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The Private Bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The Private Bank. We solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back in Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank. Fred Huebner, along with Paul Tenorio. Arturo Alvarez joining us, along with uh, Frank Clopas. And Arturo, you guys uh, go to Montreal um, as a veteran, as a guy that's been around the league. How difficult is it sitting there waiting to get in? How, how do you know exactly when you're going to get in? Do they let you know, like, halftime, be ready? Or is it a, a spur-of-the-moment thing, like in the you know, 65th minute? Arturo, get ready. How's it um, work? It's it's different in every team, uh, you know. I, you know, this season it's been uh, personally it's been it's been a little tough, uh, you know, coming in as a as a, as, a, as a sub substitution role. But you know, at the same time, you you, you want to help the team as, as as much as possible in any way. Uh, you know, there's been times where I've come in with you know five minutes to go, and mm -hmm. and I happen to maybe play a good through ball or, or you know get a shot on goal. Um, so it's. You know, it, it, it varies. Um, you know, my main focus is, you know, stay positive and, and you know, I'm, I'm playing well enough to, to know that I can come in and, and help the team in any way possible at, at any given time. Arturo, soccer's been your life for a really long time, since you were a teenager, but, and so people think, you know, you're just a soccer player. And in this country, sometimes you forget the person and the family behind a soccer player. Born and raised in Houston, you have a lot of family back there. How are they? Are they safe? And, and tell me a little bit about what this last week has been like for you trying to, to make sure everyone in your family is accounted for. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's, almost, it's, it's almost been like a nightmare, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, the weather channel at my house has been on 24-7 uh, on the phone with my, with my brother who has uh, my parents with him. Uh, fortunately, they, they were safe. They, were, uh, they stayed dry. You know, their house didn't get flooded. Uh, but it's been, yeah, it's been, you know, if you look at the images, it's been really uh, something that has never, we have never seen before. I know Houston kind of floods pretty easily, but, but nothing like this. And, uh, it, you know, it breaks my heart to see just a lot of families losing everything. Uh, and, you know, and at the same time, it also helps, it, 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 it shows me the kind of people that, that we have in Houston. Uh, just everyone 
uh, getting out there trying to save lives and you know I have friends that are you know that have boats that are out there helping people and uh, it's yeah it's it's been tough to see uh, and so you know I just wish that you know all the help uh, that you know the the people of Houston can get not only Houston you know Southeast Texas in general uh, you know hopefully they can get as much help as possible well, I, I, we've seen a lot of people on social media doing things to raise money to raise funds in different ways I saw um, you know Brian Ching and and uh, Stu Holden and those guys are going to try to put on a game that I'm sure you'll be down there playing in whenever it gets set up. Um, but you also want to encourage people to donate, is that right? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, with Chicago, we we, we talked about a few uh, um, you know a few nonprofit organizations that uh, you know definitely uh, can you know can get help, and and obviously they they, they focus on that type of stuff and. Uh, you know, you know, one one that I had in mind was uh, the animal uh, rescue, the Humane Society in Houston. Uh, I myself, I'm a dog owner, and and uh, you know, I've donated, and and so I just I feel like you know some of these uh, organizations uh, are are good for for this type of situations, and the more the better, um, because obviously the you know the city of Houston and and, and the state of Texas are, are are in need of that. Yeah, you know, athletes, it's amazing, uh, and I'm sure you probably on Twitter have followed J.J. Watt, asked for 200000 originally, now his goal's up to $10 because they've already reached, raised $5 million. It's amazing how, you know, uh, an athlete stepping out and all the people that uh, respond to that. Yeah, I mean, not only, not only athletes, I mean, it's amazing to see, you know, uh, you know J.J. Watt uh, raise that amount of money, uh, and not only, you know, not only athletes, uh, you know, I, I've seen people... Uh, from California, from Miami, uh, you know, just just citizens, just first responders uh, that that you know have gone out and helped. Uh, you know, that you know that's something that, that they don't have to do, but but knowing that that people need help and and they just want to be out there doing as much as they can. I mean, I just uh, you know I, I kind of you know lose my voice a little bit because it's 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 amazing to see. We were talking. I mean, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I think to 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 Arturo's point. I mean, I think there are a lot of moments. You turn the news on at times, and you see so many negative, uh, negative things on. I mean, I watch morning news with my coffee, and all you see is bad things on and on and on. And in a difficult moment like this, you really see the goodness in people all over the world. How I mean, it doesn't have to be in Texas. I mean, you said all over in the U.S. where they come together and their willingness to to help uh, uh, someone else that they don't even know, and it really. It shows you in moments, in difficult moments, that uh, people do come together, and there's a lot of good in people all over the world. Yeah. And we've seen images of, I, for me, you know, some of the people in Florida I follow, that some of the the tour guides in Florida that have the swift boats are set, are loading them up on a truck and driving out to Texas to be able to rescue people. I can't imagine, Arturo, what you're going through. And, and we were talking. I mean, you're seeing these images on TV. For us, I say highway, you say I-10. You know exactly where that spot <laughs> is. I say seeing places underwater you're talking about the soccer fields you grew up playing on that's underwater yeah uh you know yeah we were having this conversation uh before this and uh you know the the soccer fields that i grew up playing since i was seven years old are completely underwater i mean the the goals that i would shoot at are you can't even see them uh you know the neighborhood where i grew up is underwater uh it's it's i mean i don't even have words to to, to, to describe what i'm feeling and and I just hope that uh, you know all the all the families uh, you know seek shelter and, and stay safe uh, because obviously the rain has stopped, but you know the flooding is, is still uh, you know still going and in some places the water is still rising and 
and just, you know, just asking people to stay safe and, and seek shelter. Arturo, we'll throw the numbers up again. Thanks a lot for joining us. We know it's a tough time. Good luck this weekend. Head up to Montreal and come back with three points, okay? Sounds good. Thank Arturo you. Arturo Alvarez from the Chicago Fire. Nice enough to join us here on Chicago Fire Weekly. We come back. We'll take a look at the fire as they gear up to take on Montreal this coming Saturday at Stotsaputo. A 6 o'clock start, 5.30 pregame on CSN+. Plus. You're watching Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank. You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, AdroCare Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdroCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdroCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop and learn more today at AdroCare.com. It's time for Firefield Vision, powered by NovaCare. Chicago Fire head out to Montreal. They get ready to take on the impact this coming Saturday, 6 o'clock, start a 5.30 pregame over on CSN+. Plus. Uh, 2-2 draw early, April 1st, uh, just a couple weeks ago, August 16th, a 3-0 loss to the Montreal Impact. And I asked uh, Arturo in the previous segment, but, you know, isn't it an advantage? They just beat you, the, the Fire less than two weeks ago and now they're right back out there playing again is there an advantage to either team in this i think look every game is different you know and i think the fire are going there in a different situation obviously it's a big game for both teams you know with the games in hand for montreal this becomes almost a, a must-win game and that's what they're building it out to be they're putting a lot of pressure it's almost like a final for them uh they're missing some players mm -hmm. so obviously it's going to be a different uh lineup out there i mean they're missing Maybe four key players, Simon in the back, Piet, uh, Paul, the, 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 the holding midfielder that I think that's done extremely well for him uh, in the games that he's played. Uh, Jamaili is another guy I think that's uh, his quality, but also another guy that takes a lot of pressure from, from Piatti and also another guy that can get goals, you know. And then Jackson Hamel, that other striker that comes in. Mancuso, you know, he makes some good runs, but he's, he's, he just... He's not the guy that can, that can finish, so it'll be a, it'll be a different team uh, out there this time. But uh, the one thing you have to know is that I think that you, you can't forget the last game and, you know, that loss. you got to hold it, you got to learn from it, and you got to go in there and obviously manage and, you know, take care of the bell better than, than the fire did in the last game there. Well, when you talk about those absences, Frank, I still think with this Montreal team, it's a little bit of a live-by-the-sword, die-by-the-sword mentality. They are very good on the counter. Very, very good on the counter because when you have Piatti in space, when you have Oduro in space and Mancosu in space, they can beat you. They're all very talented guys. No Jamaili hurts. But when I look at that midfield now, without Jamaili there, without Piet there, they're going to be older, they're going to be slower. Now, very capable on the ball, but defensively to cover ground is going to be much tougher for them. And without Simon there to hold down the fort in the middle line, they're much more susceptible. Cabrera, as you know, is very aggressive. And so I look at this game as a, a game where maybe the fire benefits from playing at a higher tempo and trying to attack this team through the middle of the field. That, that Bastian Schweinsteiger and whoever you put, whether it's, whether it's Solignac, whether it's Delu in that spot underneath, that is the area to go after them. You have to keep your defensive shape. But that midfield is, is going to be slower. They're not going to cover ground as well. And they're going to have space to get in and, and find the goal. I, I agree with you. I think they're still a good team in transition because if Salazar comes in or Oduro with Mancuso and Piatti, I think they're still dangerous on the break. You always have to do a very good job with Piatti. 
I think you got to make sure that you always keep an eye on him or two players because that's the one guy that can break you down. The midfield is going to be a key. I think you got to test their back line. A new guy coming in instead of Simon Fisher. You have two young guys. Communication is going to be a problem. I still feel that their back line is suspect. Now with a new midfield three, yes, and I agree with Paul. Good on the ball, but I think if you speed the game, I think their ability now to recover you know, back and it's going to be an issue, but you still have to be good with the ball. That's one thing that the fire didn't because they lost the ball in transition. They got opened up and then, you know, they, 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 they got hurt going the other way. And, and the fire have a player who to me is one of the best in the league at getting it and making that quick pass to beat a team that's not good in defensive transition. That's Bastian Schweinsteiger's strength. We saw him earlier in the year when he picked up the ball, get his head up and play that 60 yard ball, that 40 yard ball into the right pocket of space where if they haven't recovered yet, now you're off to the races. This is the game to do that. This is the game where, I mean, it's what Toronto did so well. Michael Bradley did so well to beat Montreal last year in the playoffs. When they're pushing forward, you get your head up early when you win the ball, and they're slow and they're old in midfield. Can we find those spaces early? This is the game where if Schweinsteiger gets his head up, he should be able to pick out those passes to Akam early on, to Nikolic, you know, to, to these guys, Delu that are, they're going to be there. And, and that's why I think it's really important who plays in that center spot underneath Nikolic. Well, and the one thing you mentioned, Feinsteiger, he'll be there. Dax McCarty won't be there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a guy that a lot of times is in a position similar to that. He's a guy that's getting the ball to the guys up front. He won't be there, so maybe Schweinsteiger does have to move up more in this contest. Yeah, you do have some options, though. You know, Dax is not there. I don't know where Juninho fits in, where uh, Alvarez comes in. You know, can he play out wide? Can he be another guy in the middle that, you know, especially can penetrate? Uh, you know, the training this week with both with Polster and Vincent, where do they fit in? How do they play in? How do they do? You know, do they play a role in this game? So we can, we can definitely see some, some changes, but I do believe, you know, we talk about getting teams in the right moment. I think this is a situation where, yes, I think the fire, you still have to stay positive. You got to focus. You got to keep working. The mentality has got to be good. You know, I think this is a game where I think they can go in there and get a result from this uh, Montreal team. One of my favorite things about Matt Polster as a right back is his ability to, to bring the ball inside, whether he's carrying it inside or he plays the pass and he makes that run inside and you, he gives you that extra number there. I think this is a game where that skill benefits, that, that vision, that, uh, that ability to have that center midfield mentality. And then you know both. I mean, if Piat is playing out wide, whether it's Salazar or Duro, they're not guys that are going to track back. They're just looking. They're going to stay up there and they're going to look to hit you on the break and then they rely a lot on those three older guys now in the middle. They are going to be good in the ball, but I think that in transition, when you make those late runs and they got to cover you and they got to track with you and you speed the game up, like Paul said, I think they can have some issues. It would be also nice if we get to see Nemanja Nikolic with a few shots. Uh, he had four shots against Minnesota, only five shots in the previous four games. So maybe that Minnesota, even though he did not score, maybe there's a way that they, he, they can get him on the board and get things going here in the second game. Yeah. Look, for me, when you look at this guy's history, he's a guy that has scored. You know, it's not, he's not a streaky striker. So this, for me, has been the longest period. Eight games, it's a lot of games. I think with any player, it plays on your mind. I think he's overthinking stuff, so I think he needs to do the little things, and you're right. I think maybe one goal or one good play or one good team win, mm -hmm. we'll, get every, we'll get him back also. Uh, the uh, Montreal Impact are missing a lot of players. Unfortunately, they're not missing Piatti. We'll talk about him <laughs> and more on Montreal. We come back as the Chicago Fire get ready to take on the Impact. 6 o'clock at Satsaputo this coming Saturday. Catch it on CSN Plus, 5.30 a pregame. And then the Chicago Fire return home Saturday, September 9th. 
3 o'clock Pediatric Cancer Awareness Day at Toyota Park. The fans have been coming out. The fire need to get a win. They dropped two straight at Toyota Park. Go to chicago-fire.com slash tickets for that. Back, we'll talk more about Montreal at Chicago Fire Weekly, presented by the Private Bank. One Chicago Fire player can make a difference, but the team takes it to a higher level, working together to turn potential into points. The private bank unleashes the power of teamwork to help our customers. Whether saving for your first home or a college education, our team takes it to a higher level with expert advice, ideas, and solutions for you. The private bank, we solve for X. Proud to be the official bank of the Chicago Fire. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank, the official bank of your Chicago Fire. Time now for the Valspar Primer, the official paint of the Chicago Fire. And as I mentioned before we go to break, anytime you talk about the Montreal Impact, you have to talk about Piatti. He's got seven goals and an assist in his last five games, 15 for the season, scored a couple against the Fire, and uh, Frank, you know him as well as anyone. This guy, one of the best players in Major League Soccer. No, he's a difference maker. You know, he's, he's definitely the one guy. I mean, if you want to stop Montreal, you really have to do a very good job on him. I mean, Mancuso, he, his movement as a striker is very good. He does have pace. He does... But, but he's not a guy that really gets a lot of goals. That's, I mean, I don't want him to go Saturday and score <laughs> one, but his movement is, is very good. You know, no, I saw the last game they played this guy Salazar, you know, because they think maybe he's a little bit better with the ball. For me, Oduro, I don't know what's happened to him this year. You know, I think he's fallen out of favor. But if I think of this uh, Montreal team last year when they went on their run, they brought him in, you know, and they became a team that was very good in transition. You know, they sat deep, and then Oduro played a big part in that, you know. And he's a guy that, you know, he can always hurt you with his pace, you know. Uh, but they're, they're, they're missing some guys, so it's be interesting to see who comes back in the middle, Paul. I mean, is it Donadell? Is he back from his injury? Is it Bernadello? Is it Ostri playing with Piatti? Is it Salazar? Is it Oduro? You know, they got some pace in transition, but they got some things to figure out because it's a lot of changes to some really key guys with a lot of quality and leadership that are missing. I mean, right up the, the spine of this team, right? Yeah. Center back, defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder. That's where you like the strength of your team to be. Obviously, Piatti is Piatti. I mean, I think he's going to be the player of the month for August in MLS. Five goals in five games. He's a difference maker. And, and there's nothing you can do about that. You can't, you can't say we're going to man mark him. You can't say we're going to bracket him because at some point in this game, he's such a smart player. He's going to create space for himself and he's going to get on the ball and he's going to do something. That's what Piatti does. Um, but I do think you can defend this team differently now because when Jamali is there in the midfield, you can't afford to move your defensive midfielder out towards Piatti because this is a guy capable of scoring goals and creating goals as well. Now he's not there. I don't care who you put. He's not going to be as dangerous as Jamali in that spot. And you can afford to pinch Juninho out towards that left side uh, of Montreal or your right side to try to close down that space for Piatti when he's coming inside on his right foot, that you have somebody there to close him down is a really important part of defending him. And like you said, no Piet in the middle, no Simon. I mean, these guys are the guys that cover ground defensively to allow those four guys up front not to track. Well, you take Piet out, the same issues that were plaguing Montreal earlier this season, where they couldn't cover ground defensively, they're going to be back. They're yeah, going to be back, yeah. and, and you're going to have some space to work with, you just got to be able to, to, 
take advantage when those moments are there. Yeah, and I agree. And then we don't know with Donadello or Bernardello, these are guys that haven't played in a while. Are they healthy? You know, where is their fitness level going to be? They're also missing this guy, Hamel Jackson. He had seven goals. He's a guy that, you know, I think he, he comes in for Mancosu. He's a bigger target, more athletic. He's got pace, and he's, he seems as a young guy, he's finished his goal. So I think so. Uh, it's going to be a different team. And also the other thing I want to touch upon, I think it's a place there that if you get on top of this team, the crowd and the atmosphere, you know, I think they put added pressure to their, to, to, to also to, to mm -hmm. their team there. You know, booze will start coming out. It's not, uh, it's not an environment that if they see like that the team is underperforming, they're going to make them hear that. And then that added pressure it can work to their, uh, in a negative way for them. Listen, Frank, I wonder, I mean, this is the team that plays a lot of 4-3-3. And that's kind of the base system, and they let Piatti float. They're good in transition. The right side, whoever's there, Salazar, Dor, you play a little high and wide, try to create those spaces. Um, and, you, and they've kind of played with that 4-3-3 now with Jamali there, where it almost looks more 4-2-3-1 in a way because he plays so high. Without him there, I think he drops. Whoever's there is going to be a little bit lower in that, in that midfield, and, and that could yeah. potentially be a spot for, for Schweinsteiger to, to, to be effective. Well, I think with, with, with Piet, it became almost because he could cover a lot of ground by himself in front of the two center backs, you know, which freed up a lot Bernier and Jamali to go higher up the field. And almost it became like 4-1-4-1 in kind of situation. So now with Donadel, Bernier, they can go back to a 4-2-3-1 where they have two guys sitting and maybe one in front kind of inverted uh, in that way. So, you know, we'll look, we'll see. But I think the points that we made, the midfield is going to be for sure an area that the fire can control. They got to test the back line with new guys coming in. I still feel the outside backs are areas where we can take advantage with Lovitz and, and Duval board outside. I think that, you know, they're not great 1v1 players. You know, I mean, I think you got to put that back line under pressure. You got to make them make decisions because uh, there's a lot of new guys came in, coming in into a, line, into, into a team in a, almost a must-win game for them. Well, don't miss the game coming up this Saturday at Stadsaputo, a 6 o'clock start, 5.30 pregame. Frank gets to spend his 51st birthday in Montreal. That'll be all kinds of I fun. I wish there. I was here with you guys. Believe me, the best <laughs> present the team can give me is a nice three points. Snap I would love that, it. Snap that losing streak would be nice. We come yes. back, we'll talk about what's coming up with World Cup qualifying. We've been talking about players all around the Major League Soccer not being with their teams. Well, the uh, USA has a couple of big games coming up. We'll talk about it when we come back. Chicago Fire Weekly presented by the Private Bank. You know, when it comes to preparation, refueling the body, and recovery, AdvoCare Rehydrate is redefining rehydration. With vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and electrolytes, AdvoCare Rehydrate can help keep you hydrated during workouts, delay the fatigue, and support recovery to get you back out there faster. That's why AdvoCare Rehydrate is the official sports drink of Major League Soccer. Shop and learn more today at AdvoCare.com. We had Chicago Fire's Arturo Alvarez on with us earlier today. He is a native of Houston. You can make your donations. There you see up on the screen. And Arturo, I uh, wanted to make sure that money went to not only the children, but the, uh, the animals down in Houston during this uh, Hurricane Harvey. So there are the, um, there are the addresses and emails you can send your donations to. And uh, you can always also go to uh, chicago-fire.com check those things out the uh, Chicago Fire getting ready to play Montreal but 
it's uh, World Cup qualifier weekend. Uh, the U.S. men's national team, they dropped two games, then they dropped their coach. Now they're 2-0-2 since Bruce Arena. And, uh, uh, more than that, more than that. 2-0-2 in the qualifiers, undefeated right. this entire year under Bruce. But they got some big ones coming up, my well, friend. Well, they got Ball one against Costa, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Real big, I real ask him big game against for. Costa Rica coming up <laughs> on know? Friday, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, they go in. Uh, right now they're in third place in uh, the Hex. The top three qualify for the uh, 2018 World Cup. And they've not been together for a while. It's going to be, I'm going to be interested to see exactly what Bruce Arena puts out there on the field on Friday. No, the, the one thing I was talking with Paul, when I look at this Costa Rican squad that they put together, it, it's amazing to me how many players have played in uh, Major League Soccer at some point or another. But when you look at it, I mean, they're, they're, there's, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten players. You can put a whole, you know, a starting 11 team, guys within, uh, within the league here. Mm -hmm. So it's a team that's that, uh, very familiarized with the league, with the style of play, with the stadiums, you know. So I think they're... That gives them a little bit of an advantage, going, you know, going in a match like that, you know. So for sure, and I think you know you got to look at this Costa Rican team. They're very capable, very dangerous in transition. Uh, even without Joel Campbell up top, they still have speed that can beat you. When you look at Urenia, you look at Ramirez from Saprissa who can play up top as well. Uh, and then you talk about their midfield players. I think they have some quality there. Um, you know, Brian Ruiz for me is still a top top player. Um, he, he's been on the market. I, I, I'm not sure where he's going to end up. But then, you know, Rodney Wallace, we've seen how effective he can be with NYCFC. David Guzman, we've seen him with Portland. I mean, very, very capable team here, and they can bring speed off the bench. Um, and so you have to be very good defensively in transition. And I think the fullback position that has been uh, not a problem for the U.S., but certainly one of the question mark areas, this is a game where you need Graham Zussi to play very well at right back. I was... I'll assume that he starts since DeAndre Yedlin is out. And Viafania, who his minutes early in the season against Mexico haven't been there as consistency, consistently. And that's something you always worry about as a coach. If someone's not playing and then you bring him onto a level like the international stage with the pace he's going to be facing, you know, how does he respond? And of course, no John Brooks at center back. So now you're bringing Omar Gonzalez probably in. He's just coming back from an injury. Do you start Gonzalez? Do you start Beasler? There are some big questions, I think, for Bruce Arena in this game. How about Beasley? I mean, I think the guy keeps getting younger and younger, so you have him that can, can fill in because he's always a guy with, with his experience in games like this. I mean, he's been through it so many times that he's such a re reliable guy to throw in there, you know. And then, you know, obviously, I know Lehigh didn't have a great goal cup, but, you know, I think that's someone that uh, also might be looking at this opportunity as a, as, as a last chance to really impress, you know. He, he gives me a hard time about Costa Rica. He's bringing up two guys with Chicago ties when he's talking about well, What am I going to say? I'm sticking always to the Chicago guys. Listen, you know? sure, why not? I, what, what I'm interested to see also with Bruce is we've seen him play around with different formations. 3-5-2, 4-4-2, I really hope in this game he plays the 4-4-2 diamond. Fabian Johnson on the left side, Darlington Nagby on the right side, Christian Pulisic up top, and Michael Bradley underneath. Let's see how these guys perform in a big pressure match against a quality team. Because if that's the midfield you think you're going to play in 2018 in Russia, now is the time to put them out there. We didn't get to see it at the Gold Cup. They weren't all there. The World Cup qualifiers, we haven't seen it. Fabian Johnson was injured. Let's get that, let's get that 4-4-2 diamond out there and see what's going on. Well, and also, we, uh, the last time we saw the U.S. men's national team, we didn't see Bobby Wood because he was injured. 
he's back and playing well, so I'm, I'm expecting to see him up there too. Yeah. Bobby well, Wood and Altidore yeah. together, and then Clint Dempsey coming off the bench. I mean, this is a strong pool for the U.S. It, it, it's a very strong pool, but the one thing that, that I read today, I went on uh, online and I was reading something interesting because, you know, we talked earlier to, to, to Arturo about mentality and how important it is and how having a team with good a good mentality, a team that's together, is how important that is, you know. And, and I, I saw an interview that Michael Bradley did. And uh, one thing, you know, besides the tactical stuff, you know, he talked about how Bruce has brought this team together and how, from a mentality standpoint, you know, this is the one thing that when we often talk about the U.S. national team, it was a, a team, even in the past, a, a team that was, you know, it was the underdog going in, but that mentality and the ability to fight and never give up and all that, plus the quality that they have now, that's why, for me, I'm very impressed, is that, that this team is together, they're in it for all the right reasons, everyone's fighting for each other, and I think this is the one thing that Bruce has done, is brought uh, uh, this group together again, and once they're together, it's a very difficult group to, to beat, especially in CONCACAF. We're doing our show here from the Heineken Pub 97, and don't forget the watch parties as the U.S. takes on Costa Rica coming up on Friday. Also, you can catch Mexico and Panama. Then on Tuesday, September 5th, the USA against Honduras, and then Mexico against Costa Rica. Lots to talk about. Hopefully the Fire go to Montreal and get a victory, and we'll see exactly how things are going to go. Paul Tenorio, Frank Lopez, me, Fred Huebner. Thanks a lot to Arturo Alvarez for jumping on in. Let's go men in red and see if they can come away with points in Montreal. Thanks for watching Chicago Fire Weekly, brought to you by the Private Bank.